You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Greg Braun, Senior Vice President for Sales and Marketing, C3 Solutions. An increasing supply chain and patience from customers continues to drive the need for increased efficiency in the complex supply chain process. But something as simple as a traffic jam in a truck yard can grind the whole thing to a halt in a hurry. Greg Braun of C3 Solutions joins us to discuss how having a solution in place to keep your dock schedule in check can help a company's bottom line keep on trucking. Joining me this morning is Greg Braun, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for C3 Solutions. Greg, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So, Greg, one of the things that we're going to talk about today is trying to get a supply chain to be as efficient as possible. And uh, one of the problems with that is that any breakdown along the way can reverberate up and down that chain. What is your background in the industry? How did you get into it? And how did you get started with C3 Solutions? Well, Jeff, I've, uh, I've actually been involved in, in logistics almost all of my life, I, I have to say. And, and that wasn't necessarily intentional. Um, I've probably been involved in the industry for like 35 years, and that kind of dates me a bit. But, uh, you know, actually, even when I was in, in high school, I, one of my summer jobs was driving a truck, which at the time I thought it was probably, this has got to be one of the most, uh, it was, was well-paying, but probably one of the use, most useless jobs I could have ever had. Uh, little did I know <laughs> that it uh, ended up being a, a major career path for me. But, um, you know, I essentially have a... Uh, and, and a bachelor's degree in, in administration, and uh, I, I've, I've been working in the logistics industry more or less ever since I got out of university. At one point, I worked for a, uh, a major Canadian trucking company in the, on the IT side of things. I did that for around 14 years, um, after which we founded C3, uh, and we did that in June of 2000. So I've been working in the area of dock scheduling and, and yard management for about 20 years now, really. So with, with an overall, obviously with an emphasis in, in logistics, but with a, a very key focus in, in, the, in those two areas. Right now, one of the potential bottlenecks in the entire process of a, an efficient supply chain can be in something as simple as keeping that truck traffic moving through a facility. So what exactly is that dock scheduling system that you were talking about? How does it work? Well, um, dock scheduling has, has quite a few different meanings for, for basically, you know, whoever kind of uses the term. Maybe one of the best ways to kind of define it is is to say what it what we believe it isn't. A lot of times people will use the term appointment scheduling when they refer to doc scheduling. Um, we tend to differentiate doc scheduling from appointment scheduling, in that you know appointment scheduling is is normally what we think of when, when let's say you you want to make an appointment at your doctor's office or or you you know at a hair salon or something like that, where essentially. What you're talking about is you've got available times, and it's kind of more or less a first-come, first-served basis. So um, you call your doctor, he's available, you set up the appointment. Um, with doc scheduling, it's, it's, it's quite a bit more complicated than that, and, and essentially what we want to do is we want to be able to optimize the, the operation. And, and what I mean by that is we want to prioritize things. So not every single person making a request has the same value to the business. So, so there's a, a key element of saying, okay, what are the goods that are coming in uh, and what importance are those to our business? Uh, so, for example, we might have a promotion going on if, say, we're a retailer. Uh, obviously, we want to bring in those. We want to prioritize those products coming in. Also, from a dock productivity point of view, I might have certain products where I know they're gonna, it's going to reduce uh, or certain types of shipments. I know it's going to reduce the productivity of my, my dock. Let's say, for example, it's a, a container coming in. It's, all the product is floor-loaded. 
it's it's going to be uh, you know very difficult to deal with. So I might want to reduce the number of those kind of loads that, that I bring in in a day or in a, a work shift, or, and I may want to strategically place it. So I might want to put it at the beginning of my shift as opposed to the end. So there's all of these different aspects combined with my overall capacity uh, and, and different constraints that I might have. So we want to take all of these things into consideration when we're building a dock schedule. So hopefully you, can, you get the idea. It's, it's much more complicated than just, uh, you know, getting online and saying, hey, I, I, you know, I want to set up a, uh, a, an appointment with my hair salon. There's a lot more going on. And that's, that's what we think of when we, when we talk about, or that's what we're referring to when we talk about dock scheduling. With all of those moving parts, though, what are some of the potential pain points if you don't enable a system like this? Well, there's a lot of them, believe me. I mean, and essentially what we see when we're talking to companies is when they, you know, a lot, when, when people realize that they've got these pain points, one of the first, and, and I'm going to get to them in more detail, but one of the first things that we're going to see is that people set up or operations will set up what we call the, the warehouse call center. So people recognize that, hey, we need to get better at this. So the, the kind of the first, the gut reaction is, okay, we're going to have carriers call us or send us emails, and, and we've got these people now kind of managing this. And unfortunately, these are not people that were hired to do this job. This is, you know, they're hired to do, to manage a warehouse. So that's one of the first things we're going to see is that you've got some of your best people, the people that you've hired to, to manage your warehouse are now actually answering the phone and, and responding to emails from carriers. So that's one of them. Some of the other things is, you know, some of the telltale kind of signals that you're having issues with your dock scheduling is you, you drive by a warehouse and you see a lineup of trucks. That's kind of a dead giveaway. Some of the, and, and, and I can just kind of list you a few of the, the points that we, we generally run into. You know, your yard outside of your warehouse is generally going to be congested if you have a problem with your scheduling. You could be probably paying a lot of, of, of overtime for your, for your dock workers just because what's happening is a lot of people are showing up at the end of the day. Uh, they're not respecting their appointments, so it's still important product. The business needs it. So rather than turning those guys away, you're going to actually unload them. So you end up keeping your staff longer, having to pay them overtime. Uh, that, that's a, a serious pain point. Some of the other things, too, is if you're not effectively turning your drivers around properly, the carriers are probably going to be charging you uh, for detaining their drivers, and that can be very expensive and very painful. And ultimately as well, I mean, if you're not getting that product in, as I mentioned, uh, you know, your retail operation, you've got a promotion going on. If you're not able to prioritize that properly, you could be potentially missing sales opportunities. You're not getting that product to the store on time. So people are going to show up and there's no product on the shelves. That's, that's ultimately, you know, one of the most serious problems that, that an operation can experience. I mean, when you put that all together at the end of it all, when people come to us and they have problems, one of the key issues that they'll express to us is that they can't measure their operation. So they know they're not doing things well and they know they need to improve it, but they just, they have no means to measure that. So that's, again, one of the problems that, that we, you know, one of the pain points is that people come to us and say, hey, I'm trying to put these reports together. I've got all these different Excel spreadsheets and so forth, but it's just too labor intensive and, and essentially impossible to do. So beyond keeping those products moving and keeping a, a line of trucks from forming outside the, the, the door, are there any other benefits to having a system in place? Uh, definitely. There definitely are. Um, you know, I did mention a little bit about how, um, you know, overtime, you, you can reduce that overtime end of things. Some of the other things that, you know, in terms of dock productivity, just the fact that you've got a smoothed out workload. So, it's, you know, I, I indicated at the beginning about, you know, those container loads or those really messy loads. Once you kind of build that optimal 
uh, labor schedule or unloading schedule, that will improve the productivity of your dock. So you're going to see some serious improvements there, even you know over and above eliminating the overtime, just the fact that your guys now um, are working in a way that's optimal uh, for their for your operation is is going to uh, improve things. Uh, a couple other areas, you know, we did mention uh, the fact that drivers or carriers could be charging you for detaining their drivers. Right now in the in the industry, and, and it's subsided a little bit due to the fact that the economy is a little bit weaker right now, but there is a real shortage of truck drivers uh, in the economy right now. So, I mean, what's happening is that the, uh, the carriers, um, you know, as I mentioned, they're charging detention, and it's even gone to the point where a lot of the major national carriers are just saying, look, if you're a shipper that's continually wasting my driver's time or a, or a consignee, I'm just not even going to take your business. We're just not going to go there. So that, that becomes an, a, an issue. So by having your dock managed properly, um, you can contribute to the whole concept of being a, a carrier-friendly or being a shipper of choice. So that's, that's definitely another benefit. And to the other point that I talked about, being able to put scorecarding in place and have, having proper reporting is generally going to make your, both your carriers and your suppliers far more accountable. When they know that if they miss that appointment, it's going to actually mean something, um, more often than not, they're, they're, going to, they're going to be there on time. Prior to this whole scheduling system, was this manually done? I mean, how did companies do this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was. I mean, was. It is still being manually done for to a large degree. Really? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I actually call these, a lot of times when people call us up for the first time, it's, I almost call it kind of a, I refer to it as a bit of a call of shame because these people will call <laughs> us and they're coming, they're coming from very, you know, very sophisticated companies. They've got incredible IT solutions in almost all areas. But when it comes to the scheduling, um, you know, they'll describe what they're doing and they're saying, you know, we're really pretty, we're not too uh, proud of this, but essentially uh, carriers call us uh, and we write it down on a paper calendar and then we try and manage it from there. So uh, amazingly enough, that's that's kind of what we see out there. I mean, we do even see uh, people that just don't do anything. I mean, it, it's amazing, but, you know, I actually had this conversation with, with an operator who was, was at a trade show, and I'd asked him, well, you know, how do you guys manage your appointments today? And, he, and the guy says to me, well, for us, it's Christmas every morning. And I kind of looked at him and said, okay, you're going to need to explain that one a little bit. And he goes, well, essentially what we do is in the morning we open up the doors, and it's a big surprise. People just show up. Uh, so... So, I mean, and I kid you not. So, I mean, it is, and we do hear about, we, we do kind of hear that every so often. It's just like, hey, and I guess it, it's something that evolved initially. It wasn't really necessary to have, a, to, you know, to schedule things properly, and, and then it just gets out of hand. So, so we do see a lot of manual intervention where there's either, I mean, the more, you know, organized operations are usually having carriers or, or suppliers send emails in, and then someone responds with an email, and they probably have an Excel spreadsheet that they'll uh, keep up to date. So that, you know, they're, they're, it's it's not all uh, at at the most primitive level. Um, we'll also see, like say for larger retail operations, they'll probably have a centralized uh, office that does this. So they may have it. There might be a national, um, you know, network of of distribution centers, and there's one centralized office where you've got you know let's say even could be a dozen schedulers all in one office kind of taking these these emails and calls so 
But it, it doesn't get much more sophisticated than that. That's the way people manage it. And, and, and consequently, what happens is it's really tough to enforce that type of thing. So when, when carriers don't necessarily respect their, their appointments, it's, it's not always consistent in terms of what's gonna, what are the consequences of that. So it, it's surprising. It is, it is very surprising. And like I said, a lot of times people will call it. Actually, part of my job in, in, in that regard is, is try and, and, try and uh, sympathize with these people. Say, hey, look, don't worry. You're not alone. There are a lot of operations like you that, uh, that really don't have a, a proper solution in place. Wow, that sounds untenable. But on the flip side of that, Inbound Logistics Magazine uh, ran a story entitled Working at People Speed, which touched on how automated systems are kind of poised to maybe marginalize that human element. Does a system like this start to do that kind of thing? Well, I would say not really, because essentially there really isn't a job description of doc scheduler. So um, we're kind of marginalizing a job which doesn't even exist, really, mm. because a lot of people, you know, because as I mentioned at the outset, a lot of these, you know, when we talk about the warehouse call center, this is not this was not even probably on the job description of what the person needed to do. It's just, you know, you're supposed to manage a warehouse, but now, you know, you're on the phone with, with carriers. So by removing that, all you're doing is just enhancing the job for that person. Now, you know, I just, just mentioned the fact that there are some, some companies that have these centralized scheduling uh, areas where, okay, in that case, we're going to be probably eliminating some jobs there. But there again, those are not, hugely there's no real value add in that job and it, again it was it was more or less a necessary evil so on the other side of things however when you look at in today's world regardless of what the other company is and what the company is doing uh, from a manual perspective you still have carriers that are calling uh, or sending emails and they're waiting for that you know they, they probably end up leaving leaving a voicemail um, or they're waiting for the response from that email. Now we're dramatically in, improving their productivity because they're more than likely going to end up on a portal where they can make a request for an appointment and get pretty much an instantaneous confirmation that their appointment is good. So that's a big win for the on the carrier side of things. So we're, we're enhancing productivity there, and we're not eliminating any kind of uh, jobs per se. We're only really enhancing them. I mean, obviously, again, uh, and we've we've mentioned this a few times, uh, one of the goals here is is try and increase the productivity productivity of the drivers as well. Mm-hmm. So by avoiding those that wait time and so forth, um, you know we're just adding productivity to drivers. So, you know I don't I really don't think we're we're marginalizing or we're we're kind of un uh, I wouldn't want to say unnecessarily we're not really alienating any anyone here. We're just kind of taking away uh, work that people didn't really want to do in the first place. Speaking about the truck drivers, does the system really cater to them more so than, than any other part of the business? Well, I, I wouldn't want to necessarily say it's, it's more than any other aspect of the business, but again, the whole concept of being carrier-friendly is, is, like I said, it's, it's died down a little bit right now you know, in the press when you, you don't see it being referred to as much anymore. But I believe it's going to come back because the, the fundamental issue is still there. There is a lack of capacity in terms of drivers, and you know a lot of people you know, that uh, that have written about this. It, it, it's it's much more complicated than than simply just hiring more people. It's it's demographic. Uh, you know, kids don't want to be truck drivers anymore, and and the generation that's there will soon be retiring. So there there is going to be a serious crunch out there for drivers. So if you're not going to if you're going to be delaying them, 
um, because a lot of these guys are paid by the mile. So if they're going to end up at your DC and they're going to have to wait for several hours, uh, eventually they're just not going to go there. So that, that is a, you know, I, I wouldn't want to say that this, the whole system caters to them, but definitely by getting your act together as far as your, your, you know, managing arrivals and departures at your warehouse is concerned, that is going to go a long way in, in making you much more carrier friendly and being seen as kind of a, a shipper of, of choice, if you will. So when companies go to select a system, what are the, some of the things that they should be looking for? Well, I mean, I guess when it comes to, to selecting a system, there's really nothing unique about a dock scheduling system than, than any other type of system you want to purchase. Um, and I think one of the key points is you need to kind of establish your requirements. As we talked about, you know, what are those key pain points that you're experiencing today? And, you know, based on that, then what, you know, what are the key features you're going to be looking for? Um, so, uh, and, and to a large extent as well, once we've established what those key pain points are, that's going to also flush out, you know, what kind of a cost problem do we have here? So therefore, what, you know, what's our budget going to be for a solution? So I think that's fairly generic in terms of, of, of how we want to set ourselves up for, you know, to, to, to go out and go out to the market and actually look for a solution. I mean, some of the other typical things that people kind of try and establish before they go out to the market is saying, well, hey, do we want to, uh, is this something we want to do on premise or is this something we want that we would, you know, maybe work with in the cloud? I think with doc scheduling, that becomes kind of a non-issue because um, just the fact that a good 50% of the people are going to be using the system are actually from outside of your organization. So the cloud really makes, you know, having something in the cloud really makes total sense when it comes to, uh, to, to doc scheduling. Uh, I think it's almost a, a given you would want to do that. But, but nonetheless, those are still things you want to, as an organization, consider. I mean, and then we get really right down to the functionality aspect of things. So I think as, as companies, when you want to, again, look out there and, and, and kind of, and it comes back to that initial definition that we had as well, saying that um, when you're looking for a doc scheduling system, that means you want something more than just pure appointment scheduling. So how how deep down into the to the functionality are you going to get so do you need to really have a sophisticated um constraint model that you're going to need to apply to your operation um are you going to want to have your carriers and 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 suppliers book the appointments themselves do you want to automate that whole process not everyone does so you know you want to look at you know, when you're looking at different vendors um what kind of a, a portal do they offer um is it easy to use is it you know, is it fairly widespread? Are there a lot of other companies that are using that portal already? So is it is it something that you're not going to have to invest a lot of time in with your carriers and, and suppliers to try and, you know, get them on board to that portal? So that, that would be a, a key thing I think you'd want to look at when you're going for a doc scheduling system. One of the other issues as well, and, and you want to establish this before you get started, is how much integration, like data integration, are you going to need from other systems within your enterprise? So once you've established that, yeah, well, let's say, for example, I need to get purchase order information from my ERP system, well, you know, conversely then, how easy is that, you know, is your doc scheduling vendor going to be able to deal with that data? Do they have mechanisms to kind of receive that and, and how do they do that and so forth? And, you know, one of the other elements is um, what's the mobile aspect? Do you want to be able to use mobility within this solution? Uh, is that something you – do you want to have wireless devices on your on your docks and so forth? I mean, a lot of times operations say, look, we already have a good WMS in place. We don't need to do that with our dock scheduling system. So that's, 
you know, a non-issue. But there's others where, you know, well, hey, our, our WMS, is, it's, it's a good system, but it doesn't really have the it, – it doesn't do some of those things. So, yeah, that might not be a bad aspect to kind of uh, – to have included within our doc scheduling system. So, so those, those types of things as well where you, you may want to look that over. And, again, some of just basic points in terms of if you're a national organization, you know, are multiple time zones supported in the, in the product, that type of thing. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different things that you, that you would want to consider, and, and it all comes down to initially then just having a good idea of what are your real requirements and then, you know, taking that list and, and going out to the market with it. Now, once you have that in place, how does a company measure their ROI? Well, I mean, there's a couple key areas. I mean, as we, when we've discussed here, um, a lot of times when we're in a manual context, there, you know, to try and deal with this, we've set up quite a, a clerical effort to to deal with these appointments. So you can pretty much expect that, and and you know, C3 is being a company that's that provides these services. The feedback that we get from our customers is on the clerical end of things. You can pretty much expect a 75 to 100 percent, well, 100 percent being a total elimination of, but you, you can cut that down by about 75 percent. So, and and a lot of times it may not necessarily be that position, but you know, again, if you've got people that they're expected to answer the phone and emails as well as as doing the the real job, well, pretty much that whole end of things is gone. Uh, so so there's there's substan- depending on how much you're actually paying for the for the clerical end of things. There could be a, a huge benefit there. On the doc productivity side of things, what we've seen in terms of being able to reduce the overtime effort, again, the feedback that we're getting from, from operations, and, and you need to keep in mind that every, every operation is unique, but from the, from the operations that we've been dealing with, again, they're looking at reducing that unnecessary doc overtime by about 80 to 100%. Uh, and again, it's just by making the carriers accountable to say, hey, look, if you're not going to be there on time, we're not going to take you. Um, th- they've just got that totally in order. The other, the other key element, again, that's usually a cost-driven uh, factor is the driver detention aspect of things. So again, we can look at pretty much eliminating that by, by turning our drivers a lot better. So depending on, on what that, that current cost is now. And then there is just the value of, of the increased visibility on your product, which for us it's it's very difficult to make a call in terms of what that's gonna what that's gonna actually what monetary value that's gonna have, but every operation is unique. So by having that extra visibility from the fact that now your buyers know once that appointment's been made, uh to the point where customer service has better visibility on okay, is the product actually in the warehouse yet? Is has the driver shown up, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's a, usually there's a substantial value there as well, and that's going to ultimately contribute to the ROI. Now, where can our audience go to find out more about C3 Solutions? Well, um, I would invite anyone to, to come to our, our website at uh, www.c3solutions.com. We've actually uh, just put out a web, white paper uh, entitled, uh, It's a Practical Guide, Everything You Need to Know About Buying a Doc Appointment Scheduling System. So some of the things that we've talked about today, you'll find in that white paper. So I would encourage people, if, they're, if they, they need to know more about how to kind of get started in this area, uh, go to our website. Uh, on the website, you're going to find our resource center. Uh, click on that, and you're going to find uh, white papers, testimonials, webinars, all kinds of good stuff to kind of help you get started. Greg Braun, thanks for taking some time out to talk with me today. Thank you, Jeff. 
Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.